That's not my problem. Uh, of course, none of this is your problem. I actually, um, I actually edit these and uh, superimpose some images and then sell them in China. Um, <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised. Uh, I'll Valley Express. Fantasy football porn in China, man. And crazy. welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Snipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with uh, extra partners tonight. And please ignore what Shane just said. That is totally not true. Uh, but we're here with Jeremy. That actually sells better in China, too. Extra <laughs> it sells partners. better. <laughs> yeah. Happy Friday to everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. <laughs> Uh, Matt Shane is the worst. And yeah, the more partners, the better it sells. Just remember that. <laughs> I think and, that's true. Oh, hey. And Pat Fitzmorris is here with us. Pat, yay. yay. Gentlemen, thanks. I Like, I'm on so often, I feel like the fifth Beatle here, like Brian Epstein or something. <laughs> so, like, it's great, <laughs> man. I, I Like, the, the fourth Dynasty Trades HQ guy. It's it's. Quite an honor. Thanks for having me. 100%. You know, uh, after being with you for what? We were with you for like three hours on your show the last time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. We're going to try to have you on as much as possible so that we can add up to the three hours that we spent on your show. So That's right. Put it on my tab. <laughs> hey, oh, speaking of tab, I'm going to see you in like four weeks in Vegas, right? Yes. Does, does that mean everything's on my tab there? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were getting at? <laughs> no, I was just talking about that we'll hang out at the draft. Um, you know, it's uh, Pat, a lot of times when we have guests, we do the news and some stuff first before we bring them in. But with the, there was so much craziness and so much stuff going on in the NFL this week. I, I know Jeremy said that when he talked to you about coming on the show, you're like, I want to get in right at the beginning because I want to talk about all this stuff with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so much God, the last week. I thought the first week of uh, free agency was going to take everything off the table, leave nothing for this week, but uh, it's just kind of kept rolling. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Awesome. So before we do that, though, Shane, tell everybody about CampusToCanton.com. CampusToCanton.com, um, awesome website. They sponsor our show, um, but that's not why I'm saying they're an awesome website. Um, <laughs> they just happen to be an awesome website, and they're sponsoring our show. Well, we're glad um, they're sponsoring us, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, there's going to be some Campus Canton to aspect to one of the HQ leagues that we start this year. Um, Can't wait. Of at least two that I've been told are going to start. I don't know how many are going to start. <laughs> um, and if you want to be good at that and not get your doors blown off by me, I suggest you uh, uh, subscribe to Campus to Canton so you can at Humble least brag. keep up because um, I am going to dominate you. So if you need to learn how to play Debbie better uh, or Campus to Canton um, as a format, I'd say go sign up for the campus camp website. I need to type this down. These notes. H HQ is the promo code. <laughs> we kept it simple for me. HQ, HQ. And then I get it wrong every week. <laughs> I just typed this down to remember that you said you're going to dominate everybody. So it's noted. Well, I was going to mention, I was going to mention all the people that are in all our other listener leagues, they will all be able to say, that's not true. He doesn't dominate. Um, but also, <laughs> for those of you who missed last week's show, we actually had Felix on as one of the hosts with us, and he went over campustocanton.com, and we talked a lot about it. So if you missed last week's show, go ahead and go download that now and check it out. But um, we have a lot of news. So Pat, how about why don't which is your favorite thing that happened this week out of all the stuff that happened? <laughs> out of all of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I, I asked Pat, not I you. No, but I know not what Pat's favorite not, thing was. Said, why do you always have to answer for the guests? Always. But I know what Pat's favorite thing was. Oh, all right, God. let's Shane try to read my mind here. <laughs> I think he absolutely loved the Devontae Adams trade. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. I love Devontae choosing the Raiders over the Packers. That was that was awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, that's uh, I interesting what that leaves our wide receiver room looking like. And, you know, we we lose Marquez Valdez-Scantling, too. We we even lost Equinemius St. Brown to the Bears. I mean, there's just nothing left. Equinemius St. Brown, I was saying on our podcast the other day, it's like the scene in The Grinch where he's stealing all the Who's stuff and, like, he even <laughs> swipes the crumb away from the mouse. Like, Equinemius St. Brown is the crumb. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, I don't know what they're going to do. There's nothing left as far as veteran free agents unless, you know, you want to go with a Julio Jones-AJ Green combo, which would have been great in 2013, but probably not so much in, in 2022. Um, 
I mean, they're just going to have to like double, triple dip on rookie receivers, I guess, and hope that Rodgers is actually willing to throw to some of these guys because he hasn't always been willing to <clears throat> trust wide receivers with their imprecise mm-hmm. route running early oh. in their careers. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of think one of the takeaways from this is that it's going to make both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones pretty valuable this year. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way they don't throw a higher percentage of passes to their backs, to their tight ends, and probably just run the ball more. And, right. um, you know, like Aaron Jones has always had some pretty big games whenever Devontae has been hurt. And I wouldn't be surprised, even though like down the stretch, and I think their last like eight, nine, ten games – Dylan actually outcarried Jones. I think this is going to really preserve Jones' value, even if he maybe has a minority share of the rushing load. I just want your, so your confidence in Juwan Winfrey, Alan Lazard, <laughs> Randall Cobb, and let's say you know Amari Rogers isn't real <clears throat> high. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it might be. That might be the case. Yeah. Um, so I, like, it's it's going to be interesting to see where these rookies go, because like. The Chiefs are probably going to get a rookie receiver. The Packers are probably going to get two. And yet, like, the, the Falcons need some also. Like, there are going to be some severe landing spots in both directions, good and bad. That's <laughs> severe. really going to be shaking up the value of this, this rookie class. And I know you guys had Rebar on a couple weeks ago, and Rich is a big believer in having the, the rookie draft beforehand. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> uh, the rookie draft beforehand, because then you kind of have to, like, you know, stake your territory as far as what you think of these guys. But, man, I mean, it's not like the rookie's fault that some of them are going to land up in, in Green Bay and others are going to end up in Atlanta. You know, like that's not necessarily a reflection of their skill, but that's going to be a huge value change to the guys going to those two spots. It's funny, too, because that works with Jeremy's premise of saying the wide receivers are the best part of this rookie class. So for teams like that who really need the wide receivers, I do think it's funny. You know, I'm not a big fan of Rodgers personally. Uh, I do think it's funny how he's always had all these crying and complaining and everything. Then he finally resigns and then everybody jumps ship and goes away. (laughs) Everybody's a strong word. They gave him one one receiver, a very good receiver, very elite level but literally that's all they've ever done for him they're like you get one that's all you can have you can have jordy and then you can have Devonte. you can have a little overlap but not much and um, we're going to take your safety blankets away all the time because apparently we don't like you which you know i mean they did they took guys but, away that he but when in I fairness said, to the packers no one should like Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> well that's like, true you, we're all on the same page there <laughs> and when i said i like everybody, him as a quarterback but when I said everybody, I'm talking about what Pat said about like all the wide receivers leaving, and now he's got this group of well, not the greatest Equinemius, set of wide receivers. Equinemia St. Brown oh and MBS. God. Okay, fine. What I said is wrong. Who cares? No, <laughs> I, I like what, what I was going to say. I, Jesus Christ, what's so temperamental tonight? I was just going to say the fact that losing Equinemia St. Brown and, and MVS actually even registers tells you how bad their wide receiver core was because that that exactly. you should not even like that should be one of those like you didn't even know but pat probably like woke up read the paper and was like crestfallen like i can't believe <laughs> they yeah. lost valdez scantling equanimous and the thing is like now we know that it'll be easier to pronounce their names but that's not much to be happy about <laughs> I, it's a good draft though to need wide receivers i mean a yeah. decent one i, I think all, all drafts are i mean wide receivers are churned out at a really great uh, pace nowadays but definitely a lot of teams that need them and it's a pretty cool draft um when you want to take them a little bit higher but you know i think i think they'll be in good shape and and i like aaron Rodgers as a quarterback like and honestly i'd hang out with him before ben roethlisberger let's say so he's not like the worst guy well, no 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 definitely. no and there's less of I mean, chance of getting arrested i i'd rather hang out with ben um but, <laughs> pat, but pat did it and didn't they re-sign uh, robert tanyan were you happy about that <laughs> So I think he's just a guy, but like I actually do, do think that spikes his value. He was the most obvious sell in the world last year. Yeah, right? and like I traded him for Kenyon Drake in some league, and I was delighted with the Kenyon Drake haul. Yeah, Tanyan, you know. But now, I mean, I think whereas I I thought he was just a screaming sell last year, not like now I I want to buy him back. I wonder if that guy would take Kenyon Drake for for Tanyan this year. 
I want to name the episode that my Kenyan Drake Hall. You know, <laughs> you don't really hear that too much. Uh, and, and Mike, I gotta say, like, so if you, I know how you feel about Rogers. And the funny <laughs> thing is, like, we've been made to feel sorry for Rogers all these years because the Packers keep refusing to draft a first round wide receiver, uh-huh. and Rogers knew they weren't going to be able to f- afford Adams when he resigned. He didn't care. Like, so, I mean, that's anyone who felt sorry for Rodgers that they weren't getting him specifically a wide receiver. I mean, it would have been the smart thing for the team to do. But, like, you know, any idea that Rodgers was, like, somehow cheated out of uh, getting a quality wide receiver and then, like, is willing to let Devontae Adams walk so he can cash in. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, it. it's, it's weird to hear somebody say they feel sorry for him. But, uh but Shane, so then, what was your big news then? If you, because you got, you jumped all over yeah. it when I asked Pat. But what out of all these news? Which I don't is know. Your I just wanted to make fun of Pat because he lost Devonte Adams. Um, <laughs> so you wanted me. to make fun of him? <laughs> that, that's mean. Oh, no, no, yeah, it is. But whatever. Um, <laughs> no, but, so Pat, who are you hoping for? You're hoping for a little Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson. Uh, I kind of like Alave. I want Alave. Like, I think he's the most fully formed route runner, so he probably would pair the best with Aaron Rodgers. And he's fast. I mean, they need a a speed receiver for sure. So then it's uh, like I'm open to other – I would take, you know, Christian Watson in the second or Sky Moore or any of these guys. Like, I'm kind of agnostic about the talent of this top tier of guys. Like, I'm not – a lot of people have staked out – claims to who they really like you know the the Traylon Burks truthers the Garrett Wilson truthers the Drake London guys I don't know man I'm just like I'm kind of willing to let it all go on landing spot and um yeah I'm gonna have a dilemma Shane in the the league we play in together where I'm picking 103 like that's gonna be an awkward (laughs) spot that's gonna be a really awkward spot because it goes it's a good spot 101, you're like, oh, well, this is no doubt about it. It's Brees Hall. 102, it's super flex. I have to draft Malik Willis because he's going to get drafted second overall by the Detroit yep. Lions or whatever. And then third overall, you go, oh, um, yes. I guess it's going to be. I mean, for me, it's Traylon Burks, but that's as of right now. If he falls into the second round and Drake London's in the first round and Garrett Wilson's in the first round, well, then I'm going to have to relook at that. But yeah. I mean, there's worse spots to be one than 103, like 106 when you're looking at Kenny Pickett and you're like, am I really going to do this? <laughs> Answer no. Exactly. For Pat, Pat, for you, uh, obviously you're a big Green Bay fan then. For you at 103, does that make a difference for you for what you pick? Like if Green Bay takes a wide receiver that you like, but you know that there's a better wide receiver at a better landing spot, would you take that better wide receiver at 103 or would you take the guy from your team? See, the thing is, I don't know who, I'm not certain enough that there is someone better, probably, like, no matter which of the top five or so go, like, I could make a case for ordering those guys any which way. So I'm more likely to just take the the good guy who winds up in Green Bay or Kansas City. Yeah. See, I just mean because that's like a question that a lot of people have when when people ask us about drafting and, and stuff. They say, do I go with what I like and what I want to watch and the team that I watch or do I go with it? Shane's shaking his head because Shane wouldn't care if the person was from the Eagles. He would take the better, quote unquote, player what, what, than who's no, on the Eagles. Yeah, because no, I, I, I talked myself into Jalen Rager. Well, but that's different, though. You talk and yourself into it sometimes. J.J. Arcega Whiteside. <laughs> consecutive seasons going but you talk- no, no, no this is gonna i like this you know like I, I mean you could have went rager or jefferson really same guy no no real difference <laughs> hey and speaking of jefferson when we get to trades later i saw you traded justin jefferson oh i made a big yeah that trade that was that was a big trade but wait to hear that one. We'll, we'll save it for later in I the like show what though pat said though about agnostic to these receivers because it, you know it's a there's a, a a sort of group like just a tier of guys and the best landing spot. Normally I say, you know, rank your wide receivers and then draft them based on don't worry about landing spot. If you really think there are, you know, guys that are heads, head and shoulders above others, um, take them because eventually they're going to start because they're good. And then, you know, you're not going to worry about when they were drafted, they were the third wide receiver on a good team or something. They went to a good team. You had them ranked highly. Don't let that scare you. But what Pat's saying, I think makes a lot of sense because there's neat We know that these teams that need wide receivers are going to pass the football and then take, you know, it, it, it you know agnostically to those wide receivers doesn't matter take the one at the best 
what you think is the best landing spot. Do, I, I like do you that. feel that way, though, Jeremy? Because, I mean, you're the guy, you cheer for the team that is providing two of the top five receivers in this draft. Like, is that, are, you, are you agnostic about the top five yourself? or? Um, I agree with most of the, yeah, the, 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 the group of players, but I, not as much, maybe, yeah, in a way, but not as much because I do think, um, I'm tipping my hand here. I do think Garrett Wilson is like a can't miss wide receiver, like things that you don't have to worry about with him. They talk about, oh, against the press. That was true with Ohio State, all our wide receivers, but he's always able to create space no matter what route he runs inside, outside the speed. I think he's, he's, the best um, overall, I think, wide receiver prospect to me. I love Traylon Burks, Drake London, maybe, you know, maybe I, you know, I've liked him for a while too, but, I, but I do think that there's enough of them and, and people used to say, Oh, the first, this draft is over by like 1.06. I told, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think there's still a lot of talent throughout the entire first round, especially at wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I, I'm biased toward, and this goes back to, you know, Debbie, when Ohio state scored, Garrett Wilson, I was excited. Now, we didn't know what Alave was going to become. He wasn't as highly recruited. You know, down the line, you see him go to Ohio State. You're like, okay, I think I'm going to take a flyer and draft this kid too when when he was available. But he wasn't a guy that was that everybody talked about that all the t- you know college teams, the big ones, wanted in their program. So Garrett Wilson came in as a known quantity, and he, and he delivered. So there's there's all that kind of going into it and just watching him get better all the time. So, But I'm with you on Alave, like, the downfield threat we know he can catch can catch the football and just you know no matter where it's thrown he's just able to to pick it out of the sky but I think Wilson's um probably the best overall receiver in this class but I do think it's a jumbled I'm cool with 105 and you guys taking whoever you want and getting the the scraps so to speak (laughs) I really would be because that's still a really good wide receiver and landing spot like you said it's gonna dictate how those guys are used and um, I think it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with you in this class, but I'm happy to have any first rounder in this class. I am. It's funny to hear 105 being the scraps, you know? Uh, no, you know, I've done, I've done a rookie, I've done one rookie draft so far. Um, and uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I drafted Matt Corral, which uh, doesn't feel great right now. But then I also got uh, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. And I, I, I already see some, see myself gravitating towards those two wide receivers. Traylon Burks feels like AJ um, AJ Brown, and um, like Jeremy was saying, Garrett Wilson. I I disagreeing with Pat here. I think Garrett Wilson's probably the most complete prospect in this draft because he doesn't fall down as soon as someone touches him. Like Chris Olave, <laughs> Chris Olave, and that's look. If it's wind, it's windy in Green Bay, right? Chris Olave might go down quickly. I'm just saying. Aaron Rodgers won't like that. I think Garrett Wilson would fit there. He's not going to – where did the Packers pick that? I guess that's obviously going to play a big 20, role in that. 22 and 28, I think. Mm, yeah, that's – yeah, that's Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson territory. That's not bad. Could be. I do like Dotson. And Jer- uh, Shane, you have a whole bunch of picks with their Eagles, right? Uh, in that first round, They're, they've got a lot of picks coming up. Yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles have a ton of picks. Every mock draft has them taking Traylon Burks or Drake London. Um, you think Singletary, and uh, it's like a de- different defensive lineman every week. <laughs> so you think it's wide receiver, team. defensive lineman, maybe in that order they go for a first a first round wide receiver like that. I- I hope not. It, I like you were saying. This class is deep and wide receiver, and I've made fun of this class a lot. And it's more that it's it doesn't have the standout Jamar Chase. It doesn't have the Jonathan Taylors. It doesn't have like that. Like oh, okay, there's like four guys that I just know are going to be monsters. It feels like there's like seven guys that could be really good. I just don't know which one it's going to end up being. Um, so with that said, I think the Eagles would be much better served going wide receiver in the second round. Um, and just going all defense um, in the first round and just rebuild the defense. I mean, just straight up. The, good look, line they, need, they need cornerbacks, safeties. They need – they love defensive linemen. So as much as I don't want to talk any IDP stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the Eagles have gone say, yeah. high on wide receivers too many times. It hasn't worked yeah, out. But- yeah, look, they're one for three. You know what I mean? That's not a good hit rate. Like they got Devonta Smith, great. You struck out really bad on Jalen Rager. And in case anyone forgets, they drafted J.J. <laughs> Arcega Whiteside. We can't over. give that guy that much attention in one no, show. No, you can't. You've twice. already mentioned his name, yeah. Harry McLaurin <laughs> and D.K. Metcalf. 
but yeah. but you know what though? Uh, when Devonte Adams thing happened, everybody thought that was like the biggest thing ever. And then what? Two days ago now? Uh, oh wait, I got a trade Tyreek- alert. Wait, <laughs> I got a trade alert. Trade okay. alert. Wait, 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 wait. I was gonna wrap the Tyreek Hill thing into your Eagles thing, but if you want to we'll do a trade there. alert, go ahead and yell trade alert because I know that's what you wanted to do tonight. Reel yourself back in. <laughs> Trade alert. It involves um, uh, Pat's team's wide receiver one. Um, I traded Alan Lazard for and the 306 for the 205 in this class. You interrupted this to tell us that? It was a Packers-related trade, that's all. <laughs> that trade you could have actually saved for like a Twitter bit on our Twitter feed that you could have done by yourself. Fine, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out of the show. You, I expected when you interrupted Mike that you were going to usurp him and go with Tyreek Hill trade, and then was he was going to be that's the guy I was going to talk about. But exactly. No, I thought it was like going to be totally this off the deep end. I traded for Tyreek right, Hill Jeremy. two weeks ago. You're right, the Jeremy. But wait, but okay. <laughs> who, else, who else traded for Tyreek Hill besides me? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What I was going to say with that Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, it was a big deal, but but the the one of the the after effect thing is at least down here in Florida they keep saying that the Eagles are interested in Devonta Parker, so that's kind of why I was wrapping it in. And when you keep saying, look at your eyes, you keep saying that they were going to draft a wide receiver. Is there any truth to them looking at Devonta Parker? Because that was like all over the news today. That would make a lot more sense because he's a veteran wide receiver that could play a role. Um, he's good when he's on the field. He's not a great receiver, but honestly, the Eagles aren't going to be throwing the ball 45 times a game anyway. They just need someone in there that can get, you know, five or six uh, targets a game. That's Devontae Parker when he's playing. So I'd be fine with that. And then you don't expend the draft capital on him. And then I could yell trade alert because I traded him for a third round pick today <laughs> right. in, in one of my leagues. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I can see that's a slippery slope when we start talking about the Aaron Lazards and the Devonta Parkers. I want to apologize to our audience. Um, I will never, I will never bring an Alan Lazard trade up. Again. Yeah, they're, they're better than that, man. So Pat, actually, when you were talking about Devonte Adams and you were talking about where wide receivers land, you actually mentioned the Chiefs when you said that as well. So obviously it's because of the big news of Tyreek Hill coming down here to South Florida and everything. So how did you feel about that trade and the ripple effects that it had with Kansas City, with the Dolphins, maybe with the Eagles even? Oh, man, just uh, mind-blowing, you know? Like, to have to have the, the Chiefs kind of decided to... I'm not sure what the Dolphins are doing, first of all. Like, are they... They're, they're going all in. Like, they're just giving up this, like, Ricky Williams-esque trade package to uh for the right to pay hill this exorbitant contract um yeah seems kind of strange i mean they were like kicking the tires on deshaun watson not long ago and now they're like oh two is great we're gonna get him all these weapons uh so if they're wrong about that then you know they're really screwed um you know and Juju Smith-Schuster goes from playing like with the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger to, to being the number one receiver for Patrick Mahomes, uh, at least temporarily. And uh, man, what like seeing Waddle's value kind of get knocked down a little. Like I just don't know what. Tua had a pretty nice deep ball, I thought, when he was playing at Alabama, but we haven't really seen that since he's gotten right. to the NFL right. yet. And he's got these two guys that I know their new head coach coming with this West coast mentality from the 49ers. Like maybe they want to do more catch and run on the short stuff, but like, yeah, I expect it. Yeah. But if you're not playing the vertical game, when you've got Waddle and Tyreek Hill, like, what are you doing? You know, you got to at least have that as a threat. So um, I just kind of don't get a lot of this trade (laughs) and um, weird for the chiefs to, I don't know. I mean, maybe Tyreek Hill is just a dick, and they felt like this was the right time to unload him. You know, like he's twenty-eight, and he's twenty-eight. I mean, they can kind of like make another run at it, retool on the fly a little bit in what's going to be a really loaded AFC, and you know, figuring that it's not enough to just have like a pretty stacked offense. Like we got to build up the defense also, and they're going to have the picks to do it. I mean, they're going to be pretty scary if they play this right. And that's the thing. Like, you know, instead of spending 100 and 
20 million dollars on a wide receiver all right well let's just go draft one in the first round obviously he's not going to be Tyreek Hill probably not but yeah then we also have another first round pick and then we have a couple second round picks to make some noise too and actually you know uh try to win another Super Bowl because it's been a while uh people forget it's been like four seasons since they've done won a Super Bowl (laughs) they keep they keep having home games uh in the AFC championship and losing them because Andy Reid is just the best at that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's more the money. I actually like the trade for Miami and, and I like that Tua um, now has Tyreek and Waddle who could both be deep threats or both be act monsters. Like they're really yeah. fun chess pieces with Mike McDaniel. Now we'll get to see to actually play. Yeah. They could even maybe split routes where you're not sure on a given, you know, uh, play which is going to run which route mm-hmm. and maybe switch even switch places. I, I like Tyreek for Tua because he was an accurate passer. Um, I know the deep ball we haven't seen, but accurate passer. And I mean, that's really all you need with Tyreek Hill. He creates after the catch like that. And we know that coach loves that to boot. So I think it's a great fit coach uh, scheme and with Tua, but I don't like that he left the Chiefs, of course, because he was just, I mean, you know, top five wide receiver, like over and over and over. But, you know, he's 28. Waddle, I think he's still going to get, you know, his. And, and maybe he he does become, you know, more of a deep threat there. You know, we'll see. I, I like that Juju on the Chiefs. I know we really didn't you know, get there yet, but he's been in the league for like 30 years and he's still only 25. Uh, <laughs> no, he's been in the league five years. And he's only 25, so they 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 got a and he and he just turned 25 in November, so they got a receiver that's you know three years younger and you know can play in the slot. I think he and Mahomes will probably be good. Uh, deal was kind of crappy for him, like and then they bring in MVS and pay him a lot of money. I don't know how I feel about that one as as much, but they definitely reloaded a bit. Uh, Juju in the slot would be the perfect spot for him. He's just not an outside. Re- I don't I don't like it if they're trying to make him an outside guy. I hope hopefully their coach is smart enough. We've seen that that he knows that you know you play him inside and you know dig routes and stuff like that like i've said before he was great in 2018 like that um they got away from it a little bit and he's not a star anymore but i i, I like him with mahomes it's interesting down here in south florida the the like the whole offense is different you know we also have chase edmonds and mostert and uh and then the cedric wilson thing that's why they keep talking about parker leaving because they said cedric wilson immediately takes the number three spot so parker kind of falls down to number four down there that's at least that's what everybody says down here and you know all over dynasty twitter and fantasy twitter that's why they were talking about him going to the eagles um but it, it, I, I cannot tell you how many memes and everything I've seen all day for the last two days about different shots of Tua trying to throw the ball to Tyreek. And it like it's shots of some guy throwing it and it lands in front of his feet or, or, or like five, five yards down the field. Like there's a lot of people that believe that he's not good enough to get the ball to both of those guys. But, you know, who knows? It, it, it is, but go ahead. But- well, I was just going to uh, – Tyreek Hill, when he – first his first couple seasons in the league, they used him on a bunch of just behind-the-line type of like very close to the line of scrimmage plays. Like I think Tua can pull that off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not like you have to throw the ball 70 yards down the field all the time. If you can hit someone in stride, you know, 20 yards down the field while they're running, um, Waddle or Tyreek, they can do a lot of the rest of it. They'll, they'll be fine. I agree. Um, I think two is going to be fine too. Like we give him, need to give him a little bit of a chance. He was good. I think he's probably not as bad as people say. He might not be as great as people thought when he came out, but still give him a chance. I, the offense with the young guys, that's when you have to be creative when you have all these young players, which they Tyreek isn't young, but Waddle and Tua and what they're going to be putting together and, and the coach, I, you know, they're going to be creative. And I, I think that's what they were missing. Probably. I, I mean, you, you watched Miami. They really just, it, the coaching, all of it, like it just, I, it feels different now. I guess yeah. there's just a, a freshness to it, and they brought in players that can do things in in the offense that, tr- that they're trying to build with the explosive plays. I, I'm optimistic. I think you know, two is definitely. I'm more optimistic about him now after all of this with the coach and with Tyreek, and I, I don't see how you could be negative now. Oh, I, I, I still think he's um, <laughs> slightly above. Average. That's all he is. Well, you know, we're we're That's a, all you need. we're a trade show. You know, we joke about that sometimes. And and but uh but with all this stuff that happened with every <laughs> all the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and everything changing, I, I mean some of these 
players, their trade value has like gone way up. I mean, I know Shane really wants to talk about Alan Lazard, but if we talked about a different player <laughs> that may have went up or down, I mean, uh, Pat, what do you think? You, you've got the news with Tua, you got the news with Jameis Winston, you got the news with with Matt Ryan, you got the news with Rodgers. Like, like out of all these quarterbacks, which ones like rose more or dropped more for trade value? Do you think? I mean, I think it's got to be Tua. At the the top, getting the the weaponry he has now. I mean, with Gesicki and Tyreek and Waddle, like it sets up really nicely for him, which makes me interested to see how Shane is going to react when he sees the offer that I sent him a couple hours ago that involved a couple of guys we've been talking (laughs) about. And look at Shane's face. He's going to look right now. I'm surprised he didn't see it five minutes after you sent it. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe he has Pat on mute because he said he wanted to make fun of him. Uh, No. Okay. So here, so (laughs) I was on a call earlier, a little little baseball stuff, right? For the uh, DLF draft guide, uh, dynasty draft guide, which will be dropping Imminently, that's a word, right? That means soon. Are you now going to do baseball podcasts and everything? No, no, no. Good. I, I stole that <laughs> phrase from someone else. Someone I heard someone on a podcast that say that they were talking baseball when they were what they were saying is like I'm giving you some behind the scenes stuff. Anyway, so then just stay I, behind the scenes stuff because we say that totally all the time. Us, man. I, I didn't understand what he meant either. You know. I, all right, I, fine. I, just pull cut back it out. The curtain. I'm not cutting anything. I was out. pulling back first the curtain. I was I was on a. I was on a call earlier for the DLF Draft Guide, which I was going to mention, <laughs> Dynasty Draft Guide. I was going to mention that, that that'll be launching soon, and I'll be doing some extensive work on that this weekend. Woo. And, uh, yeah, I get into this thing where, like, you know, I have uh, nervous energy, so things start popping up on my phone, and I just swipe them away. Uh, so and this I is thought, his excuse for not seeing yeah, trade. I thought I saw something <laughs> that said Pat's. Pat, Pat, uh, Pat Fitzmaurice, uh, Fitzmaurice. I don't know why I always say his name wrong. Um, <laughs> But I, 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 I just swiped it away and then forgot about it. And then I looked for it after the call and I couldn't remember what it was. Like right. I was looking all over the place. I was like, did he DM me? Well, look now. He, want, Man, he, he mentioned it. Any explanation yeah, for I know, exactly. He, he complains when people don't answer him right away. And then when he doesn't answer, no, he's a long, ex, long excuse that makes no sense. Um, so screen trade alert and look at the trade that Pat sent you. Well, I hate this trade. Um, <laughs> what? Tell us what it is. Uh, uh, trade alert. Um, I won't even say what side is which. Um, on the one side, we have Brandon Cooks and Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and on the other side, we have Devonta Parker and Trevor Lawrence. Oh, well, we know which side is which because you've told the, our audience a million times how many shares of Trevor Lawrence you have. So you're like, he's like your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving him a chance to divest. There we go. Yeah, 30, 30 like minutes it. into it, I have to mark the F because it's the first time he said it. So, <laughs> If, you know, if, if there's a chance that it's not just that Urban Meyer was a Potts and that Trevor Lawrence is bad, this is a chance for Shane to hedge a little bit. I And I don't mean this, I don't mean this in a mean way at all. Pat, yes, he does. Why are your quarterbacks so f***ing bad? <laughs> oh, man. They were bad, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Pat. Trying to that counter. Was, oh so when God. we when we were uh, when we were doing the startup draft last year, Shane, like everyone was going quarterback crazy. It's a fourteen team draft. Yes. Everyone was going crazy, and I think they left like Christian McCaffrey hmm. at like one eleven or one twelve or wherever I was picking. And it was yeah. either that or like you know Trey Lance at that point. So I'm like, I gotta take. Yeah, you don't like that. It doesn't feel good now, though, right? <laughs> well, I dealt McCaffrey for like three first rounders. So. I know, that feels better. That, that's amazing. It really hurts, though. Before, right before he got hurt. You're right, though. It does hurt when you're in one of these drafts and you see somebody like Christian McCaffrey sitting there and everybody else is taking quarterbacks. In the moment, you're like, oh, I got to take Christian. Right. But then in week right. three, when everybody has two quarterbacks and you have like one and one kind of iffy one and you have no you have prospects for getting. Tua. Yeah, yeah. You have no prospects of getting another quarterback. It just hurts for quite a while. <laughs> well, I had, yeah, I had Tua and then I had the lock Bridgewater combination. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so. tell you how many teams right now today uh, that I have Tua good. and Bridgewater on the same team. Now that Bridgewater is backing up Tua in Miami, it, it, it doesn't help my teams where I have them sitting there. But yeah, uh, I guess I technically should have offered Shane Bridgewater also for some 
<laughs> one of his bum backup quarterbacks. And you have quite a um, few if I... Tyler Heineke oh. or Case Keenum, both available. I love Shane's face. And Mike White. Kellen Mond as well, if you want some Kellen Mond. I'm All looking right. at I'm looking at some counters here. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna send Pat a counter because uh All right. Well while you send him a counter, I'll ask Jeremy the same question I asked Pat. Who who do you think like do you agree with Pat that Tua is the biggest riser out of all those? And did any of them fall because of what happened with their signings? No, I, I think Tua is up there. I honestly don't hate him as much as, as much as Shane. And I remember Shane really liked Loved Tua him. when he was Loved being drafted. And 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 you know we we talked about different things that season, and it, it didn't turn out honestly. I, I felt like things worked out pretty well because I didn't really own um, much of Tua, but I have acquired him since and have him in a, a couple or maybe three places. And I think you know yeah, I think his value like just like Pat said, everything he said. Um, you can't be negative about him now. You have to be more excited about him. But do you strictly mean quarterbacks changing well, places or just all these players? I originally said all of them because there's so many of them. But but before we go on to some of the other positions, we didn't really touch on it. But do any of you guys like the Matt Ryan going to the Colts situation? Yeah. I, I, it's better no. than their original plan of Sam Ellinger. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, it. I like it for Michael Pittman. Because uh, Matt Ryan, I, I, look, I'm not comparing Michael Pittman to Julio Jones, but Matt Ryan has a habit of, or at least a history of targeting, um, or at least he 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 can target one monster wide receiver, and that could be Pittman. Yeah, wide so receiver Pittman, one, yeah. So Pittman could still maintain that that 25% target share, um, which I'm really rooting for since I've traded for Pittman in multiple leagues this year. Um, he's not worse than Wentz. You know what I mean? Statistically, (laughs) you know, and everyone that's, I'm sure everyone knows this. If you've actually looked at the games and watched them, like Wentz's statistics look like completely made up. Like you don't understand. Like you're like, I've watched you play. I don't understand how your interception touchdown to interception ratio is so good. There's something you've, you've cheated on here, you wizard. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I like Ryan there. I like it much better than Wentz, much better than Wentz. It's an upgrade for the team and the other fantasy positions. Not super excited about Matt Ryan in general. Jeremy, you weren't here last week, and the one week for you to miss, it was the biggest news for the Cleveland Browns, and Shane and Felix and I were laughing because you weren't there, but how how did you feel about Watson going, and what do you think is going to happen with Baker Mayfield at this point? All the Debbie news you talked last week, all the rookie stuff. I know. You missed it all. (laughs) I mean, honestly, as a fan of the Browns for my entire life, right, and seeing everything, and we've talked on this show a lot needled me a little bit and it's fine because I you know I'm not like those wallow in my own misery Browns fans but I'm the guy who sits back and goes you know what it would be it's almost impossible it's totally improbable to suck for so long like the Browns did like you'd get you know just some kind of luck or something just like the law of averages like the Browns successfully were bad time and time again. Like, and I think it's because they changed things so often that they just kept, you know, resetting to bad over and over. They never like just if they had just kept anyone, like the worst coach for a couple of years, maybe they would have won something. So I am ecstatic that they got a top five talent at quarterback on the team. And, you know, I mean, I've had my things about Baker Mayfield going back a, a long ways. You know, he he fit the mentality of the team he embraced the city hey draft me i'm gonna come there it was all it was all good he just you know he didn't really play that well i feel like the browns weren't very uh kind to baker mayfield right i mean he mowed the freaking stadium and took care of it all that on his in his spare time and and now that's all he's going to be doing because he's not going to play for the team anymore because he's angry i i feel like that was that was lousy i do trust and Andrew Barry and Stefanski and, you know, the front office, um, you know, even, you know, with Deep Podesta, with his involvement there, I, I, tr- I don't trust Jimmy Haslam, but I tr- the owner, but I trust all those guys that are involved in the personnel decisions that they got, you know, a good quarterback and they vetted things. The situation around Deshaun Watson, we've talked about for a long time. It's just weird. I mean, it, it's weird, like the whole way, like what what went on, how these women came to his house and, you know, the massages. I don't know, you know, what to believe there, but I've seen people who want to stop being Browns fans. And this is all really kind of sensitive stuff because you can never sound like a good person when you want to support somebody who might be a bad person. It's just that we don't know what he did yet. He refuses to say or admit anything or pay anyone off, all these things. Um and and so I'm torn too because I don't want to 
be a morally reprehensible person either. But having someone this good come to the team, I'm hoping that all of this was, um, you know, more of a smear campaign or something like that. I hope that he's not this bad person. Um, but the, just the talent alone and that quality of quarterback, I didn't think it would be possible to get a veteran to step in on a team that, you know, is ready to win now. Getting a rookie isn't going to help them capitalize on the players that are there. So, you know, caught up in all of it, hoping this guy's, you know, and we've made jokes on this show a lot and stuff like that over the past year, hoping that, you know, he's not some bad guy and that the Browns can keep winning. So there's just a lot to it. And I, I hesitate to say all of it here. Um, you know, I, I've talked to my wife about this and, you know, you know, matter what angle you come at it from, it easily sort of takes a turn for the worse, right? Talking about it. I just want to say that the people who would leave the Cleveland Browns and not, you know, play fantasy football anymore because of one player and one team, maybe need to take a step back and look at the entire NFL because it's really more of a statement about the NFL that we all on this show talking right now love. It's really a, you know, a, a more of a, a bad mark for them than it is for one team, one player, because they embrace a lot of things that some of which were proven or there's video evidence, yada, yada. Um, you know, I'm sorry to go on a tirade for so long. I really didn't even mean that. Uh, you know, they, they've, it, they've seemed to have said, you know, if something happens in a court of law, we'll address it. If not, you know, I don't know what to do. It's almost like they're a microcosm, like their own little subset of government that they manage themselves. But there are there are a lot of reasons that you could say, I'm going to boycott the NFL. And maybe this Deshaun Watson situation is one of them, except that right now he hasn't been indicted. He, he hasn't admitted anything and there's no guilty verdict. So it's tough to be like everyone else and go on a witch hunt and and just say, hey, just based on these things that I've read and know this guy's guilty and I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. I, we don't know yet what what's going on with him. So I'm going to sort of sit back and hope that, you know, like everyone else, that maybe he didn't do those things and that, you know, they didn't get a bad guy to quarterback their team because it's just an awkward situation as a fan of the Browns. As a fan of fantasy football, it's been awkward for over a year, right? What do we do with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. It's just been it's been tough for us, and we shouldn't have to worry about it, you know? I did see on the news today they said that uh, he was not going to be indicted, that they they announced that he wasn't. But, uh, Pat, we, we do have a lot of trades on the show sheet, and actually one of the trades that Shane did involves both of the quarterbacks that we just talked about just now. We, the, there's a Watson on one side, and there's a Tua on the other side. Nice. So, Shane, why don't you tell everybody with the trade you did and let's hear pat's thoughts on your trade i made a trade um where was it <laughs> oh here it is right now that's not it where'd it go oh here it I, is. I couldn't have lobbed it any easier to you shane yeah i made a trade <laughs> in, the, uh, in the dynasty uh hot sauce league um i gave up uh to attack of Velova. Uh, 2022, 106, 2022, 2022, 108. And I got back Deshaun Watson. So Pat, I kind of like the two, uh, poo platter. I know Shane hates this draft and, uh, doesn't value right. first round picks, even, you know, the middle round ones, but, um, to, to what Jeremy was saying, like, I think, Maybe that's kind of the the strength of this that you can get like good wide receivers in the middle to later portion of the first round. Um, so like you know maybe Garrett Wilson is available at 106 or Drake London or, or Chris Olave at 108 or something like that. So I, I kind of plus with the value gain that Tua has, I mean he's definitely not on Watson's level, and I don't know maybe. I, like, it's not for underselling Watson. Like, Watson has been a, a top-five quarterback the last three seasons that he's played full seasons. Um, I like him. I just think maybe it was, like, those two first-round picks kind of more than bridge the value gap from uh, Watson to Tua, even though it's a pretty big gap. We, You know, we ask you a lot of times, Shane, what your team looks like other than the trade you just made. So you got Watson, you gave away two first round picks. Do you have a whole bunch of other picks too? Or were those like I, the only picks you have? So no, I got more picks, bro. I yeah. got more pricks, more picks. <laughs> you always have more picks, but who are um, your two quarterbacks now? What? Instead of two, a plus now you have Watson. Oh, plus. Yes. Yeah, so you got Watson and who's that other guy? 
Justin Haber, Herbert, Herbert, Justin uh, Herbert. That's no, it. There, there you go. Oh my God. That is going to just beat people to death every week. <laughs> like there's going to be weeks where I drop 90 points on people just at my quarterbacks. <laughs> like I'm going to purposely not start every position just to beat people up. <laughs> like I'm going to be like, dude, you started 12 players. I started nine and I beat you. Like, <laughs> so you one. should be ashamed of yourself. Like I'm going to do that next year. <laughs> you know, normally Pat, when I throw that question to him, he always says, he has like all these crappy guys on his roster, but he was so happy to brag about the two that he can start now. <laughs> you know, I, look, yeah, I, it's I'll, hard to blame Shane for <laughs> throwing in maybe a, a little extra juice to get that done. I, I can <laughs> I like understand it. it. Look, we, you know, that's been my kick for what the last two years now is just bludgeon people to death with quarterbacks. And, you know, it hasn't always worked when, you know, let's say I drafted Trevor Lawrence a little high, um, expecting him to be a, uh, a superstar uh, day one. And now we don't even know if he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. I think he'll um, be good. But I, I think I feel a little safer. There's a little more pedigree there that we've seen in the NFL with Justin Herbert and Deshaun Mott. And I'm feeling pretty comfortable yeah. that I'm going to destroy everyone and make them cry. And uh, beg for their moms. <laughs> well, before, oh my God, well, uh, we 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 have a bunch of other things on the show sheet, Pat. We, uh, we would love for you to hang out with us and go into the the Patreon show, um, if you don't mind. But before Absolutely. we before we do the Patreon show, though, let's do this final trade that Shane at the very beginning, all the way back, forty five minutes ago, you made. Well, we all made a comment that you traded Justin Jefferson. So why don't we do that trade right now? We'll we'll do that trade and then we'll wrap everything up and go on to the Patreon show. So what did that Justin Jefferson trade entail? Oh, so, and this is an HQ4, one of our many listener leagues. Made this trade with our buddy Eric Flynn um, from the great state of Ireland or country, whatever. I, I'm not really sure state. how that works. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh I'm not God. sure. I think, I, I know he's friends with uh, uh, Pat's uh, producer, uh, Calm Kelly, because um, Ireland's like literally the size of, a neighborhood, I think. It's right? a wee small country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, I think they, they probably live in the same village. I think that's how Ireland works. I don't know. I'm an American. They drink oh scotch from one of the Here, bring bugs. it back. Bring it back. Bring so it I'm back. I'm an American, so clearly I don't, I don't know anything about anyone else's countries, and I just assume that's how it works. Anywho, anywho, um, there was a trade. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I gave up uh, probably the wide receiver one at worst, the wide receiver two in all fantasy football. Um, 14 team super flex, uh, point that out. And I got, uh, Russell Wilson and, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. And what, w- just let everybody know, what does your team look like? What quarterbacks did you have or do you have? Cause you traded a big wide receiver there? to get a quarterback. It, yeah. It, it, so prior to this, I was going to be starting Mac Jones and Carson Wentz. <laughs> Your two favorite guys. Not, not feeling great not about that. Not, not feeling great about that. Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly feel great about Mac old. Jones either. But yeah. you know, look, Russell Wilson's top twelve quarterback. As much as I hate on him, yeah. Um, you got a QB one. So yeah, Pat, how do you throw the ball thirty five times a game next year? Pat, how do you feel about Justin Jefferson? It's Jefferson for Wilson and Juju. Yes, that was the deal. Yes, no, I like the Wilson Juju side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I like Jefferson. I think he's, you know, the wide receiver, two in Dynasty. I like Chase a little more, but um, yeah, hard to not like what he got back in return. Two or three more good years of Wilson and, you know, Juju, who just got a pretty big value spike, I think. I mean, I know um, we talked at length about him, Shane, on a, a different podcast not long <laughs> ago where there was a lot of Juju hate going around, not from us. More from uh, Jacob, I think, at the at the time. But um, he was hating him, yes, know, very much. I don't know if anyone has gained more over the last two weeks than than Juju as far as value. You know, like mm-hmm. he's way up there. So um, yeah, I like that deal a yeah. lot for you. Awesome. So look, before we wrap up and go into the Patreon show, Pat. We jumped right into all this, and we actually didn't talk about where people can find you and what you're doing now and, and everything. And so let everybody know where they can find you. Also, I wanted to know on a personal level, what are you doing? We're going to be together in the draft, but what are you doing in Vegas at the draft? Yeah, so uh, just that is uh, less work-related than just personal. It's something uh, to 
of my closest friends and I had planned on going when it was going to be in Vegas back in 2020. And, uh, you know, that was, we were in Vegas right before the start of COVID and, and planning, plotting our return just months later. And, uh, that kind of got torpedoed. So finally making our long awaited revenge tour in Vegas <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of <laughs> revenge, live it up and, and drink a lot and hang out on the strip and heckle draft picks. It's going to be great. Awesome. And, hang and hang out with you, Mike. So, I, I, well, I was I gonna say wait. we're gonna we're gonna actually do uh, a couple things live from the draft. I'm gonna have all my equipment there in my hotel room. So, if you want to come over and you, we talked already about you jumping on our show all the time. Maybe in Vegas, you'll jump on our show while we're in Vegas. Mike, if I'm not too smashed, I would love to do that. No, That's even fine. if you are smashed, we both do it. It'll be great. It'll be so much fun. Get up a Waffle House. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, oh, that's a totally different story we should tell someday, Jeremy. All right. Well, let everybody know where they can find someday. you, and then, <laughs> and then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm at uh, Fantasy Pros, and I have the weekly Fits on Fantasy podcast, and people can find me on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. Awesome. And uh, right. what did you say? Pat, you have another podcast that you do. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the I'm also co-hosting the Fantasy Pros Dynasty podcast. Ah, I forgot to mention nice. that, which is uh, weekly, along with uh, my good friend Scott Bogman. So, you... been enjoying that, and uh, yeah, it's, see, I didn't want to infringe on your territory here and, and try to sell a competing Dynasty podcast. Oh, it's all good. It's I was, all I was good. Just being oh, polite. No, okay. <laughs> it is like funny though. Guys. Shane interrupts people a lot of times, but this is now the second week in a row where he had to remind the guest of their podcast because <laughs> he did it last week for feeling. Sometimes these are helpful <laughs> interruptions. Gotta give Shane credit where where it's due. I love how he says sometimes. Uh, Shane, tell everybody about <laughs> about our Patreon account. Uh, we have a Patreon account. Come join the patrons. Uh, You'll get better stuff than you do when you're not a patron. Um, and this week, I was actually going to dig into a roster uh, for one of our patrons, but I'm actually going to have to put that on hold till uh, after this weekend so I can finish the DLF uh, Dynasty Guide. But become a patron. Uh, you get, you I'm get, digging into it. I know, but get, Shane had to throw in a Dynasty Guide you get, plug you get, in our you get, <laughs> you get You get swags. Uh, you get the uncensored podcast. You get the group me chat, which I mean, not to brag, but everybody in there is smarter than everyone else that plays fantasy football. Um, it is true. It, it is the truth. I just listening to every all the guys and gals r- rattle off all their titles that we helped them win, um, beating me in some bright group is, is, is great. <laughs> so become a patron. Awesome. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. I believe this episode, too, we filmed it. We did all the recordings, so we'll probably put this up on YouTube as well. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We're going to go over and do the Patreon show. Pat, I'm going to see you in four weeks. And uh, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> say goodbye, Shane. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> goodbye, Shane. <laughs> there was that really long pause. Everybody got confused. <laughs> I know, really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs>